Welcome to the All-in-One Podcast for Middle School Language Arts Teachers. I'm Linda, and I've been a teacher for over 30 years. I can help you with tips, tricks, and motivation that will simplify your planning, streamline your teaching, and enjoy more free time. Well, hey there, it's Linda. If you're listening in real time, it's January. When I first started teaching, a mentor teacher told me that January is the meat and potatoes portion of the year. She told me that the kids know the routine, the big holiday is over, and you have some uninterrupted time to really get into it. So in that spirit, I feel like it's a really good time to continue with our reading series on teaching reading skills in middle school. This is the fourth in our series, so if you missed the others, you might want to go back and check them out. And before we get into today's topic, which is going to be teaching symbolism, I want to make sure that you know that I usually mention at least one freebie, and today's is a really good one. It's a free reading center on symbolism and it's a flip book and it's really cute and I think that you will all really like it so be sure to head to the show notes and grab it. I really do want to encourage you to get on my email list and to stay there because once you are on my list you do get those new freebies sent to you automatically so I'll be sure to link that in the show notes for you. Okay, but let's start talking about what you're here for, which is tips on teaching reading skills at the middle school level. So if you're a middle school language arts teacher, then you have to teach reading skills. And it doesn't just mean, you know, it doesn't just mean to give an assignment, have kids answer questions, or to just assign reading and talk about it. You have to really get into that skill and teach it explicitly, okay? And teaching symbolism in literature is a skill that you'll want kids to have now and throughout their academic careers. Understanding symbolism gives kids a deeper understanding of stories. So we will be talking all things reading skills today and in particular about symbolism. So let's talk about why teach it, general tips on teaching reading skills, what to include in a lesson on symbolism, and practice with symbolism activities for kids. Okay, so let's start out by talking about why it's a very crucial skill to know. Um, As kids enter and continue in middle school, It's our responsibility to bring them to a deeper level of comprehension. Your students should be moving from a basic understanding of plot structure to examining text for nuances, character development, symbols, and theme. And those are really hard things to do. Um, It's really important for students to understand that authors don't put objects in just for fun. They need to know that if an object, character, weather, uh, or whatever appears and keeps appearing, they should be on the lookout for a deeper message. Symbols are also a bridge to understanding theme, and 
in my opinion, theme is the whole reason that you're teaching literature. It's because it's a lesson that the author wants us to learn. And many times symbols give a hint at the theme of a story. So for example, if you look at the ruby red symbols, uh, slippers <laughs> in The Wizard of Oz, a good guess is that they symbolize the power that Dorothy didn't realize she had. And she uses that power to get back home and we all know a possible theme of the story is there's no place like home. And teaching symbolism is not easy. It's an abstract concept. It's therefore crucial for you to teach it very explicitly and give kids clear strategies and examples so that they can apply it to their reading. Okay, so I have some general tips on how to teach reading skills, and I've been mentioning these in my series, but they're worth mentioning again. So when you teach reading skills, you want to use some consistency with your students so that they know what to expect and what is expected of them. For me, I use a reading workshop model of instruction. I have a whole series of blog posts on reading workshop that you might like to check out. But please know that I adapted my reading workshop from the, the quote-unquote true model to be more skills-based. So some general reading workshop guidelines are to teach your mini lesson, and it is a mini lesson. You want to keep it brief, about 10 to 15 minutes. Then you have your student workshop time where kids are working on something in their reading that you taught them in the mini lesson. At that time, while they're working, you conference, you meet with kids to check in on their reading and how they are doing with the skills that you are teaching. And at the end, we do a quick share at, and the kids get to brief, briefly share something from their reading. Hopefully they're sharing something that you taught in the mini lesson. So if you're doing a mini lesson on symbolism, you might want to have them share something that they found in their reading that is related, obviously, to symbolism. So what should you include in a mini lesson for symbolism specifically? Um, I have an entire podcast on teaching mini lessons, and I'll link that in the show notes as well. But here's a shortened version with some ideas on how you would do it when you're teaching symbols. So each mini lesson follows a pattern. And in this way, students not only know what to expect, but you will have a blueprint for when you begin to create your mini lessons. So here are the components. First, you want to connect. Here is where you link what kids have learned to where you are going in this lesson. So for example, you might say, when we last met, we talked about objects that reappear in your novels. Today, you're going to look at the possible bigger meaning of these objects. The second portion of a mini lesson is your teaching objective. It is crucial to explicitly state to your students what you want them to learn. So for example, you could say today's goal is to understand that authors purposefully put in objects in their stories that carry bigger meanings. The third part are your strategies. Here you will give kids a strategy or strategies to meet the objective. For example, as you are reading, be on the lookout for symbols and how they might hint 
at the theme of the story. And when when you're giving them strategies, by the way, you want to give them something very concrete. So maybe giving them a handout of um, possible things that different objects could symbolize so that they would have at least some sort of frame of reference to do that. The next part of a mini lesson is your engagement. This is where you want to show a real life example and then have students practice during the lesson. You can use your turn and talk here so that students use a skill and a partnership. For example, you could say, turn and talk to your partner about an object that is important to you. Tell what it could possibly symbolize in your life. Okay, and the last part is your student objective. Again, really, really important because this is where students are given their direction for their workshop time. You want to keep it brief and specific. It's always best to note that students should be doing this every time they read, not just in this lesson. So for example, you could say, today and every time you are reading a novel, notice when an object or a character reappears. It might be a symbol. Keep a list of possible symbols from your novel and your reader's notebook. Okay, so this way you're giving them something very specific that you want them to do. Um, if you do need a mini lesson on teaching symbolism, I do have one available in my TPT store. I have a whole bunch of reading mini lessons, so I will be sure to link the one on symbolism in the show notes for you. Okay, so let's talk about what you can do to get kids to practice this reading skill. And so once kids have learned the skill you're teaching, in this case symbolism, it's time to practice. This is the portion of reading workshop where students go off to work and to do something to apply the skill that you taught in the mini lesson in their reading. But be careful not to do what I call kill the skill. You are looking for application here, not a bunch of extra work for your kids. So I've, I've been saying this, but I'm going to repeat it. Here's what practice should not look like. It should not be a random worksheet. A skill and drill style is not conducive to truly learning and applying reading skills. You don't want to do unrelated exercises. Kids should be applying it to the reading they are doing now or to a mentor text, which is a short story that's in the same genre as your current unit of study. So, for example, a short historical fiction story if you're in a historical fiction unit. So, in other words, you don't want to pull in all of these unrelated readings because it takes them away from what they should be reading, which is their actual book. You also do not want to do work that takes them too long. You don't want kids doing skill work that is sucking up their reading time. You want them to get into their reading during class, okay? So what should practice look like? Well, one thing you want to do is some mentor text work. And like I said, you want to pick a mentor text at the beginning of every unit and use it throughout the unit. You definitely want one that's in the same genre and contains skills that you'll be teaching. So, for example, if you're in a realistic fiction unit and you're teaching, char uh, you're teaching character traits, symbolism, theme, dialogue, and internal monologue, 
you would want a short story that will do that. It should be a high interest story. And as far as teaching symbolism, I love the story. The uh, It's called The Scholarship Jacket by Marta Salinas. And it works really, really well. Um, you do want to do some reading application. As you progress in the unit and kids are reading novels, have them keep a chart of objects and possible meanings. So you want them to apply it to the book that they're currently reading. Another fun thing to do is to debate. Debating is a great engagement strategy. So, and I always say middle schoolers are natural <laughs> debaters and arguers, right? So for example, students might disagree on whether an object symbolizes fear or grief. And I would keep the debate quick, maybe 10 minutes, because remember the point of a reading workshop is to have kids do their reading. And lastly, the, what I really highly, highly recommend are centers. Um, centers are not just for little kids. It, it works so, so well in a middle school model. Um, having kids do centers on a specific skill towards the end of a unit to show what they know and to extend their learning is ideal. It can also help them prepare for an upcoming assessment. And I do have centers on symbolism available in my TPT store if you want to check them out. And don't forget, one of them I do have for free. It is a symbolism flipbook. And within that flipbook, they're going to do a whole bunch of things where they pick an object that's meaningful to them and talk about their concrete and abstract attributes. And I will be sure, like I said, to link that in my show notes. Okay, so... That's it. We talked about why teach symbolism in literature, general tips on teaching reading skills, what to include and what not to include, and practice with symbolism and some activities for your kids. Okay, so be sure to tune in next week as we will be continuing with our mini-series on reading skills. Okay, and the next topic is going to be on it's going to be on dialogue and internal monologue and i have some great ideas and you don't want to miss it before you go i want to encourage you to in, to join my facebook group it's pretty brand new but the teachers who have joined are engaged and have really good tips so if you're new, you're going to find that this is a great place to get inspiration and ask your questions. And one thing I have cut out of this Facebook group is negativity, not meaning that everything needs to be sunshine and roses, but I'm, it is not a place to complain about kids and parents and curriculum. Rather, it's a place to get some solutions and some ideas. Okay, and I'll be sure to leave the link to that in the show notes as well. I hope this information was helpful. Be sure to check the links that I mentioned in the show notes. My email is available there as well in case you have questions or comments. You can also DM me on Instagram at allinonemiddleschool. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.